Welcome to the Mending Trauma Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Hoyt, and along with my sister, Lena Hoyt, a licensed marriage and family therapist, we want to help you recover from trauma, whether it's childhood trauma, complex trauma, PTSD, or any other trauma sustained from abuse or narcissistic relationships, we want to help you develop skills and ways that can help you to recover from the symptoms and the effects of trauma. We are so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hi, Amy here. Are you feeling stuck or overwhelmed by things that pop up in your daily life? And perhaps these are because of past traumas or toxic stress. Have you tried traditional therapy and found that it wasn't enough? I know that was the case for me. That's why we developed the Whole Health Lab. Mini Trauma has put together a program that combines the latest research with proven methods to help you recover from trauma and move forward from these daily stressors and triggers. We use somatic therapy, EMDR, cognitive behavioral therapy, and internal family systems therapy. We use nervous system regulation, and many other tools so that we can combine the best methods that are identified in the research to help you recover without being completely overwhelmed. So you can work on trauma on your own pace, your own time, and still with the mentorship and support of a highly trained certified staff. That's us. No more waiting for appointments or sitting in traffic, driving to see a therapist. With our online program, The Whole Health Lab, you can access it from anywhere, anytime, even on an app. Visit mendingtrauma.com backslash whole health lab and learn more. Get your questions answered. We've got a frequently asked questions section and sign up so that you can have this life-changing program in your world today. Don't let your past hold you back any longer. Take control of your future and we can't wait to see you in The Whole Health Lab. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Today, we are actually talking about the new year. It is a new year, and we wanted to talk specifically about how to work on our nervous system, new year, new nervous system. So, Lena, why don't you start us off? Yes. Okay. So, this time of year is typically a time when we um, work on setting powerful or positive intentions or goals or resolutions. And I was looking this up in preparation for the um, podcast and 43% of Americans will have a goal of either losing weight and or getting into shape. And I, I mean, this is, this is really common. I remember all through my teens and early twenties, that's a, that was a big goal for me. But the work that we're doing in our whole health lab with mending trauma indicates that unless we develop a new and flexible nervous system, we actually have a harder time reaching our goals in general. That makes so much sense to me, especially when it comes to health um, and eating and working out and, you know, quote unquote, staying motivated. Yes, exactly. So... I think we want to pose the question to people, what would happen this year if you shifted your goal and had a goal or an intention of getting your nervous system into shape, not just your body, but your nervous system doing this, 
doing this is completely life-changing for people. Um, it, it alters your relationship with yourself, with others, with God or higher power or divine. And one of the members that I interviewed recently talked about how she's been losing weight since she joined our whole health lab. That's not a part of our program, but as she's been doing the EMDR and working on somatic tools, she mentioned that she is coincidentally losing weight. And she was just blown away by that. That is really interesting. Well, to me, it makes sense because our nervous system is, um, you know, and we'll explain this in a little bit, but our nervous system is really key to how calm or agitated we feel. And when I'm agitated, I reach for something that's a little less healthy because I'm trying to calm myself down pre, pre learning the tools, right? My old habit would be, I feel irritated. I either need, you know, old me a drink or food or, you know, gambling or whatever, you know, gambling wasn't one of my, you know, vices, but there's many. And so when we're not able to have that nervous system regulation, it's so much easier just to grab for something external to regulate us. I think what would be super helpful um, is to go over what the nervous system is. And we're, we're going to focus today on the autonomic nervous system. And um, in order to do that, we'll just give you a little bit of background. The nervous system actually, as you know, you know, from listening to our other podcasts, it's a type of command center for our whole body. And so it influences not only how we act and think and feel, but it also is in charge of these automated processes that keep us alive. And that, you know, that's from our breathing to um, heart rate. So it affects every part of our health and it communicates between our brain and our body through a network of neurons that they're sending electrical signals to our cells, our muscles, our glands. So it's really super comprehensive. Um, and so when we talk about the nervous system, there are two parts. We have our central nervous system and we have our peripheral nervous system. So the central nervous system is going to include something like things like your brain and your spinal cord, while the peripheral nervous system kind of branches out from the central and it carries messages throughout our body to our organs, our limbs, fingers. So that's kind of a, a background. And the autonomic nervous system, which is what we really want to focus on today, is actually within the peripheral nervous system. The most important thing to remember about the autonomic nervous system for me is that it is a relational system. It developed over time to help protect ourselves, and it's our social engagement system, which helps us fill that biological drive for connection. So remember, you know, Lena and I have talked a lot about how we have a biological drive to survive, right, and protect ourselves, but very closely aligned to that in terms of how important it is, is our biological drive for connection. And according to Dr. Stephen Porges, this autonomic nervous system was hierarchically organized through evolution. And um, that includes, you know, the very first part of our nervous system was the dorsal vagal system. And then we 
um, come upon the sympathetic system that's developed in the next part of evolution. And then finally, we have the ventral vagal system. So that's a lot, a lot, a lot of information. But um, I think it's important because we hear a lot about the nervous system, but what exactly is it and what does it do? One of the things I help do within um, our program, the Whole Health Lab, and also other workshops that I participate in and teach is I like to talk a lot about these three systems within our autonomic nervous system, because I think for me, it really helps me understand what's happening with my nervous system. So really quickly, let me just kind of go over that. The dorsal vagal system, as I said, it developed first evolutionarily. And this is really characterized by a protective immobilization so when we're in what we call dorsal vagal, we're going to feel fatigue, collapsed, we're going to feel numb, we're going to feel foggy. And if you think of an animal who is in a protective state, um, that would look like playing dead. So dorsal vagal, a lot of times when I'm feeling really um, low, low energy, and I just can't figure out why, or maybe I do know why, you know, maybe it's um, the weather, or maybe it's something that's happened. For me, what's really helpful is to identify it's not necessarily depression. It could be, but, but what is helpful for me is to think of it as being in a dorsal vagal state of my nervous system, because that's going to, your nervous system is constantly taking in information and putting out information. And so when I think of it as a nervous system state, it helps me not feel stuck. Yes. And it's temporary. It's a state. And I think that that's a very powerful concept. So, okay. The next state or system within the nervous, uh, the autonomic nervous system is called the sympathetic system. And this was developed after the dorsal and it's characterized by protective mobilization. So unlike dorsal where we're collapsed and we're immobile, we're in freeze, sympathetic includes this mobilizing energy to protect ourselves. And that shows up as fight or flight. Okay. So think about when you feel threatened and either you're verbally fighting or you're physically fighting, um, that takes a lot of energy. You have to mobilize and move to get that done. And it's protective energy. And then if you're, you know, one of your responses, if you're not much of a fighter, but you are, you know, going to leave, flee, um, the flight response, that also takes a lot of energy to run away, whether that's, you know, checking out emotionally and being like, I'm not going to participate in this conversation to actually physically running away from a threat. So the sympathetic system is super important. These are all really important. Um, they're doing a job they were meant to do, and that is to keep us alive. Um, one of the things that I really love about polyvagal theory is that it normalizes our emotional um, responses according to, nor to our nervous system state, and it takes some of the judgment and shame out of it. Like your body is doing what it's designed to do it, within the one of these three nervous system states. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the best things that comes out of this research is that um, this is all for our good. We want to survive. 
We want to live through a threat, whether that's a physical or an emotional threat. And these are all helpful in doing that. And that brings us to our last part of our autonomic nervous system that developed. And that was the ventral vagal system. And this is our engagement system. This is where we want to socialize. We want to connect. We feel safe enough, right? So it's not the threat response is so low that we feel open to connection. We feel rested. And of course, remembering that the nervous system affects all parts of our bodies, including our digestion. When we are in ventral vagal, um, we are able to digest properly. And so it's so important that we also recognize the physical symptoms we have um, are often connected to our nervous system state. Absolutely. I think there, there um, is a lot of empowerment in understanding that and being able to recognize what nervous system state you're in. And if you can do that without judging yourself or others, then you can gather information and be curious about what's happening in your body and with your emotions and use that information to inform yourself and give yourself more freedom to choose. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. I love the other piece of this is that when we can identify where we are in our nervous system state, we then can choose if we want to do an activity to get us into a different state. So for instance, when I'm in dorsal vagal, the immobilized collapse, um, fatigue, doing a simple activity, and this comes from Deb Dana's amazing work, doing a simple activity such as imagining that I am with a friend is enough to move the needle to move me a little bit out of dorsal and a little bit into a mobilized energy. And so I can then inch my way towards um, having energy to function rather than being in collapse. And then when I'm in sympathetic, I, I tend to go for fight rather than flight. I'm a fighter um, by nature. That's my one of my trauma responses. Um, when I'm in sympathetic and I'm feeling really feisty, I can do breath work, which, you know, I love the physiological sigh and that helps kind of calm some of that protective mobilizing energy so that I can then be reconnected to my free, free prefrontal cortex and make better decisions instead of fighting. Cause there's, you know, there's a threat that I'm perceiving. And so I need to kind of problem solve when I'm acting out of my highest self, my wise mind. Yes. And I spent years as a therapist in California, really focusing on how thoughts affect our, um, emotions, which affects our behavior. And in the last probably 10 or so years, I've been able to pay more attention to how the body responds. Um, and just recently in the last three years, really focusing on helping my clients figure out how to calm down their body because you actually can't think clearly and you, it's hard to access your tools when you are in sympathetic nervous system state because you're not connected to your prefrontal cortex. But if you can have enough wherewithal to, to do something somatic to calm your body down, then 
your prefrontal cortex comes back online and you have access to all that information. That's right. And I think one of the other pieces that's important for people to understand is that when we are in one of these states, one of these nervous system states within the autonomic nervous system, the goal isn't to just rush out of that state so that we have to avoid. It is actually to allow ourselves to acknowledge that we're in that state and to allow ourselves to then choose once we've acknowledged, you know, oh, I'm feeling really dysregulated, then we can choose what we want to do. With when, Once we bring that subconscious up to the conscious level, because all of this is happening and most of us are not in tuned enough with our nervous system where we're being, our behavior and our thoughts are being driven by this subconscious effect. Yeah, ex- exactly. And so once we bring awareness to it, we then have choice and agency to decide, do I want to stay in dorsal? Cause I might want to just stay in bed all day. <laughs> you know, that might be what I need. My body might need rest. Or do I want to fight? Maybe if, if this is a guy in a dark parking lot, I'm going to fight right? I'm not going to be like, I'm going to try and get into ventral. But if it's, (laughs) you know, but we need, (laughs) and I've, I've had this experience, you know, of sexual assault. So I mean, we need these reactions. The goal isn't to move out of these reactions quickly. It's to assess accurately if we need a big sympathetic response. Do I need to run away right now? Oh, she just said, I don't like that skirt as much as the other one. Huh. So that might not be an actual true threat where I need to run away from this conversation. Maybe I just need to feel like, huh, okay, that didn't feel very good. Right. And so that's one thing I always want to remind our listeners. We're not, this is not another exercise to move out of our feelings. Yes. Yes. In fact, we've spent so many decades moving away from our feelings that we have lost such connection to our body and we don't use our body to inform us anymore. And that, that, that is one of the most effective ways to do nervous system work is to learn how to tune back into your body again. So let's Lena, let's go over what can we do, um, now that we have this awareness, what are some steps for working with the nervous system? So I have outlined four steps that I think are really important. The first one is what you're doing here today if you're listening to this podcast, and that is you build your knowledge of the autonomic nervous system in general. You understand some of the con- common terms, ideas, or concepts. The second stop step is building your knowledge of your own autonomic nervous system reactions. So the first is gather a general overall um, knowledge. And the second one is home in on how things show up for you in your body and in your nervous system. And then the third one is practice noticing which autonomic nervous statement you're in during different parts of the day. And I find it helpful to pay attention to two different things with this. Not only your emotions, but also where those emotions show up in your body. And if we can do that without judgment, and if we can stay away from shoulds, then we can gather information 
and we can um, reorganize our nervous system. We also have, oh, I have five steps, not four. Uh, we also have, <laughs> I have two twos. <laughs> we also um, believe that practicing one to two somatic tools per week will actually reshape your autonomic nervous system and will rewire your brain. And what we're, what we um, have encouraged people to do is to find one immediate somatic tool to use when things are urgent and they need to get back into regulation. And then one that um, is not as immediate and that you can use more frequently as you notice what's happening in your body. And then number five, again, always, 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 we want to stay out of judgment. We want to be in benevolent curiosity. We absolutely cannot learn or gather information about what is happening for us when we are in judgment or shoulds doesn't work, doesn't happen, halts our ability to notice and gain awareness. I think that is such an important point. I'm really glad you're driving that home. I also wanted to um, let our listeners know that we have just come out with a workbook for the nervous system. It's the nervous system reset in five minutes a day. And we, um, it includes a journal. It includes d different nervous system activities you can do as well as tracking the state of your nervous system. And you can find that on our website, mendingtrauma.com. Um, it's really, really helpful for building awareness and then having a few practices to reshape your nervous system. And so I want to encourage everyone to check that out. I'm so glad you mentioned that. One of the things I love about that workbook is there, it's like simple steps. And so um, with ADHD, I hardly ever do workbooks, but I read them. <laughs> I read a lot of workbooks. And when you can notice that there's not a lot of overwhelming steps and it's not very complicated, it lowers the resistance in your brain to making those changes or engaging in those new behaviors. Well, thank you everyone for joining us today for another episode. And we hope that this year you prioritize your nervous system. Um, we encourage you to check out the workbook that we've just launched on our website, um, as well as any of our social media channels. And as always, we love spending time with you and we will be with you next week. And happy new year, everybody. Happy new year. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Mending Trauma Podcast. Lane and I are really grateful that you spend time with us each week. We know you have a choice and that time is currency. We would love if you would share this episode on social media and tag us so we can reshare. If you feel so inclined, go and give us a five-star review wherever you listen to pods so that we can get the word out and help more people. We know that we are all working hard on our mental health and we wish you great success this week in implementing these new skills. We'll check in next week.